Is there such a thing as Nestle Slow? Magic. It's a kind of magic. 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 I love Nestle because they sponsored the Land Pavilion at Disney World. The what pavilion? The oh, land. Land. Oh, the land. Oh, like like generic mountain, island, forest, swamp, plains. Uh, I was gonna say no, but it's some of cycle. what you said is not entirely inaccurate or irrelevant. I mean, at the beginning of living with the land, they do go through a series of ecosystems. They go through the rainforest and the plains, and because they want to demonstrate various parts of land, uh. that has nothing to do with Magic the Gathering. So. You know, gather, mm-hmm. gather, and gather. Likewise, uh, other thing that has nothing to do with Magic the Gathering is Nestle's horrible former sins from decades ago when they killed uh, thousands of children in the developing world in an effort to try to sell formula. Yeah, but let's be oh, real. Man. What would we do today if we had thousands of children from the developing world? We wouldn't uh, know what to do with them. Oh well, yeah, we would. The government would take them and sell them to be... Uh, um, adoptees to various Christian families. That's what we do with foreign children now. Yeah, but that would just be a burden on us. Because I mean, we'd have to, even more problems to deal with with the current government. So, I will give you that. So not yeah. a ton of, not a huge... There's not a well, huge amount of upside. That's fair. So there's a, there's a hint, folks. Today's po- uh, podcast is probably going to be maybe just a, just a mite political. It's going to be a little political. It's going to be a little dark. We're going to talk a little bit about how saving thousands of children from Nestle in the past wouldn't have made anything possible. Except more child slavery. So, so time travel. Time travel. Uh, Vidalkin shackles. Yes, time the dolphin tra- shackles. And speaking of making <laughs> tons of money off of children, a children's card game. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Ostensibly a children's card game, but also a card game where you find someone asking the questions, are these cards legal in mainland China? They sure are. <laughs> they're only not legal in mainland China if they're Winnie the Pooh. Oh man! Ooh, wow, does this mean there's no tutu bears in Chinese decks? No, no. Thank God, yellow is color hate, in magic. China hates bears that that aren't you know black and white. Mm-hmm. They also hate gay guys, so they hate that kind of bear as well. Quick yeah. straw poll going around the room: free Hong Kong or no? <clears throat> free Hong Kong. Free Hong Kong. Fuck the Chinese government. Fuck um, the Chinese government. I mean, a lot of governments, but fuck the Chinese government <laughs> twice. We got two fuck the Chinese governments and one free Hong Dude. Kong. Yes, uh, the, today's uh, episode is recorded live and on location with a silent peanut gallery. My yes. entire, yeah, waving, waving from the peanut gallery. In, in the My position room. is that free Hong Kong, unless the Chinese government wants to give me money. So basically the same position as uh, any of the gaming companies. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm the blizzard of people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If the Chinese government wants to give me personally a lot of money, I will gladly change my mind on the situation. But I mean... You know, I don't even know if I'd change my mind. I'd probably just lie about having changed my mind. There we go. I would totally go. change my mind, truly and to the core. You hear that, Chinese government? Totally can buy me. Wink, wink. So, <laughs> if 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 you know, if words are cool, you can call me Ixidor. And Ethan, I can see you've got some uh, show notes on there. What are we doing today? I have a wonderful gadget. I have show a magic notes. rectangle. Uh, I've got okay. the opening. The opening. We just did that. <laughs> yeah, that was Good our call. cold opening. Good call. We're on track. Uh, see, see, cold May or cold, cold open. Yeah, cold open. this was a cold open. We talked about Hershey syrup. <laughs> we did. Uh, I've got romance and magic lore. Uh, romance continued. Continued. Continuing romance. Ooh, back to the politics. Well, ki- well, kind of. Well, 
Have because, you ever been invested in a political series about <clears throat> kingdoms and how they're ruled, only to realize at the end it was all about a guy wanting to fuck his aunt, who actually happens to be fantasy Hitler? So, so not uh, the anime where the main character is basically no. Okay, but I'll about tell you dragons. What, I have been invested in a, a relationship, well, uh, longly developed between two characters that was absolutely tanked by a corporate ma- mandate probably enforced by the anti-homosexual preferences of the Chinese government, but we'll get to that later. Ah, Ron and Harry from Harry Potter. Uh, what? <laughs> what? What? Um, next on the agenda. It could happen. Uh, folksy magic expressions. Folksy magic expressions. I know last week we both didn't, I didn't get to talk as much about romance. There can romancing be the one. stone, romancing the man of rock, but uh, also folksy magic expressions. Because you mentioned something from pirates, right? Pirates? Which pirates? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. You mentioned, was it Magnus? Magnus? You mentioned a guy, and a then, guy. Yeah, from pirates. It was from like, pirates. he doesn't have two, enough ships to, to spice Oh, no, up. that was Game of Thrones. Game I was of talking Thrones. about Stannis. Okay, there we go, Stannis. I was talking about Stannis and Game of Thrones saying there's not enough ships between them to raid a pantry. Yes, and there unfortunately Stannis is no Magnus. Stannis is the Manus. <laughs> Do you stand Stannis? I, I stand Stannis. I'm the Stannis for Stannis. There we go. But yeah, Stanning. It, it occurred to me that we could we could come up with we could come up with folksy whatever we expressions. Want. We could believe for magic. Oh, let's yeah, do it. let's come up with folksy expressions. It's like you know, stuck in there tighter than stuck in know. there tighter than uh, tighter than a agro red dex monocurve. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. Something like that, or it's like you know. Even you can edit in a uh, drum sting on that later, right? <gasps> yes. Drum, nice, thanks. Uh, but yeah, things things that revolve around, I don't know, colorful, colorful expressions, using characters from magic. The Earth. There we go. The Earth. Uh, cats. Cats. If you want to make crack a joke about goblins. Lols. Cats. <laughs> Lols. Cats. Uh, what else do we got, Ethan? Uh, Magic spitting relevant shit. Spitting relevant shit. We're going to get into that. Yep. And uh, I, I'd like to uh, throw on to our list there. Absolutely. I have uh, a bit of a talk I'd like to have about uh, supporting your local game store, even when the corporation won't. And we'll, we'll get there when we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Secret lair. Secret lair. So what was the uh, what was the first item on that list again, Ethan? Uh, the opening. Oh, romance and magic lore. Continued. Romance Cont- and magic lore continued. Part so, two. What do you quick uh, catch me up with what you guys covered <clears throat> yeah. last week? Yes. Uh, so we covered uh, Chandra and Liliana. We did. And, the, we and did. that had, had, you know, gone badly. And then the I think the writer or someone had come forth and said that was not Chandra and Liliana because that would be weird. That okay. was Chandra and Nissa. Oh, okay. And then I mentioned uh, Teferi and Joyra. Because I happen to have an actual book from 1999 about Joyra and Teferi and Urza Saga, mm-hmm. and then you know, being maybe being a thing. I ship it. All right, here we go. And then um, Ral and Tomvik distinguished distinguished boyfriend. Oh, distinguished. Because I didn't want to, you know, mm-hmm. want whatever representation I could remember that would sound organic. From me saying it. So what you're saying is, uh, largely, instead of talking about romance in general, we're specifically talking about representation and uh, atypical romance. Or, or or both. Oh, uh, according to the peanut gallery, Sean Ribliana were a thing for about half a book once, so okay. good to know. And what thank a you. half a book it was. Thank, thank you, peanut gallery. I, I had mean, so many good nights with that book. Given the given what you can find on the internet, I'm willing to bet there's at least a whole unofficial comic where Sean Ribliana are a thing, and I know what I'm looking for later. Moving on. At least one. <laughs> yeah. Do 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 do. I know what um, I'm commissioning. So yeah, 
there we go. Uh, so I covered uh, those three. Um, I'm going to say this. Yeah. Statistically speaking, for an IP where the characters are represented primarily visually and where there's art on every piece of material related to the IP, yeah. and that inspires so much fan art and is also generally played by sweaty teenage boys, there's not a lot of adult art of the magic characters on the internet. Ooh, I love some sweaty teenage the, boys. The voice of experience... You watched Evangelion? Yeah, Evangelion, sure. Did, did that have less than your RDA of sweaty teenage boys? No, I, I'm just I'm into the Haruhi Suzumi. I got that Kion, you know, Kion Koizumi OTP. There you go. Get on the Rakdos Gideon. Kion Azumi. Get Kion on Azumi. the Rakdos Gideon. <laughs> oh, man. Otherwise, a Johnny's going to fight the uh, God uh, Eternals. <laughs> Johnny... I don't know when I when I think of like pale uh, Japanese waif girl whose name means ghost. I don't immediately think of no. Nope, uh, but apart but, from both but being, think about it. Know. But think about it. Uh, iconic uh, uh, Ray is shown with the iconic bandage over one eye. A Johnny lost the same eye in a fight with a giant monster. A giant monster. You know what? A giant monster. A giant monster. Also, You're selling right. me on it. Traditionally Jay. associated with the color white. A Johnny. Iconic yeah. planeswalker for the color white. I'm just saying. There's some parallels there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when Ray comes into play, you know, make a make a one one penguin creature token. No, no, that, that, that's life. when that's when Oscar comes into play. Ray just there makes copies of herself, or at least someone does. But oh, there we that's go. That's a okay. spoiler. Yeah, there we Let's go. Let's move on. Ray, I'm gonna Ray summon spark my double. One one giant monster. Ray is spark double on a stick. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I think if it's if the ability is on a started on artifacting is on a creature, the term is with legs. Spark double with legs. Sorry. I think this she's got, got legs. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. She know how to use them. Okay. Uh, An air guitar from the peanut gallery. There we go. Air. Squeedly meedly. But yes, romance. I mean, I think that uh, part of the issue with uh, romance and magic is that the primary medium of telling the story is the cards. Yeah. And they're always going to be focused on conflict, or at the very least, fairly elemental forces. Yeah. There have been very few cards that directly reference romance. Very, very few. Yeah. Because it's not the sort of thing we think of multicolored battle mages throwing around in epic planeswalker confrontations. No, you can do it, but it wouldn't be a card game. I'm just saying that, by definition, I think romance and that angle of character development is always going to be kind of a secondary thing for Magic the Gathering and its family. You, yeah, like, you can't make a J.R. Ward novel into a card game mm-hmm. with conflict, or a Danielle Steele, or whoever writes contemporary urban romance. Oh, I know. can make a Danielle Steele novel into a card game. There you go. Coming this summer. Oh. <laughs> I'd play it. Or maybe a, a Mary Ballow. Maybe you like, you know, long political, you know... Scottish things like that. All I know is the, Fabio, the Outlander. Fa- Fabio's going to be on the cover for the box art of the game too. Yeah, or at least Fabio's torse. Well, yeah, I mean. No, wait. Does least. Fabio get to have a head? Fabio is the only one who gets to have a head on the cover. Have you seen that amazing luxuriant hair? Yes, Fabio. Oh yeah, it's not get to. It has to. Dude, Fabio like, was like got to be in his late sixties, early seventies by yeah. now, and he is yeah. still a ridiculously attractive man. That is impressive. Yeah. yeah, it's Chris Evans looks at him and goes, Hash, you know, hashtag goals. Okay, well let's stop. Let's stop playing. Make JJ thirsty. Um, mm. Moving on. Uh, folksy magic expressions. Oh, what's what's the joke we can make about about like that person's as, as thirsty as as a, a, a deep water as a root water explorer in a desert. Uh, thirstier than a blue mage in a mountain range. And, and it rhymed. Man, that's good. 
I mean, here's the thing. with um, When it comes to folksy expressions for magic, you have two different levels to go with. Uh, Either you work with the iconic aspects of the game, you know, like tapping and referring to the players, or you get into obscure lore. Yeah. For example, uh, I'd like the, you know, I want that cheeseburger like Chandra wants, say, apparently Gideon's chest, according to Greg Wiseman. Wow, I brought that back to being angry about that real quick, didn't I? I was going to say, red and white are allied colors. Maybe Greg, not so, Wiseman. <laughs> oh, this reminds me of your uh, that awesome uh, line about Exit Sandman. Yeah, I don't want to you know, <laughs> no, tout it too much, but it <laughs> no, might no. actually be the cleverest thing I've ever said. That's quite sad. It was so good. We'll tell you about it later. No, we'll um, tell you about it now. <clears throat> okay. No, uh, we'll tell you about it later. Okay, yeah. Uh, and speaking of things, so folksy expressions... Supporting your LGS. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think, think uh, we should probably give a few examples of some folksy expressions that we've heard or we come up with. I mean, yeah. magic definitely has its own special language. For example, in magic, you can concede, but more often, you scoop. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You can deal damage to someone, or you can nug them, and you can attack their yeah. leg total, or hit them in the dome. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, can't we just get beyond the dome? And it's like, no, no, it doesn't work. Someone has to specifically speak ill, you know, of the Thunderdome, ideally. You know, is there the specific one beyond and beyond it? Thunderdome. There you go. Uh, I, I can't figure it out, but there's something there involving tapping for the Miller's daughter. <laughs> oh, well played. Well played phone noise. Well, it's like goblins are known for not being very bright. You know, yes. So it's like, cause God, could you turn a light on in here? It's like, you know, it's like the inside of a goblin's skull. It's like the, ins- you know, it's like a goblin's cranial capacity in here. It's oh. like a goblin's intelligence. It's not real bright. That's true. <laughs> well, I mean, th- that's one of the things is there's your traditional folks you see uh, saying where it's like it's darker than the inside of a mule. You know, and then of course yeah. you can turn that into it's darker than the inside of a ravenous bailoff. And then all you're really doing is taking traditional uh, saying <clears throat> and putting in some fantasy words. I was gonna say, yeah. You know, very dark and oily, like my maple syrup, like creeping tar pit, dark and sludgy curfew. I like my la- right. I like my ladies, like I like my aggro decks, tight black and on curve. Wow, <laughs> that's a much better version of a joke I was workshopping in my head. <laughs> well played. I have I have this. This is one of my favorites. It's called CCH Pounder Dot Deck. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Maybe it works better me. when I don't try. Keyword yeah. pounder. I'm, I'm getting the Family Guy angry monkey.jpg from the peanut gallery. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, peanuts. That, that is a fortunate name. Bow down. Bow down. Bow down. But seriously, though, if anybody's actually listening to us, if you guys have some uh, magic phrases that you use in your circle that we haven't mentioned, some popular ones, by all means, send them over with some explanations. We'd love to see if we can get them into common use, and we've got to have at least, like, two listeners, right? Hell yes. Yeah, at, at least. At, at least one. Uh, and shout out to... I'm glad I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, shout out to shout all, out all of our listeners, are, are not subscribers, are, are subscribers, and people aren't subscribed, but uh, listen... Thank you for being so supportive. And I'd like to take a moment for a special message for at least 30% of our listeners. Hi, Mom! And frantic agreement for Peanut Gallery. Yeah. It's like, Roy Roy says he wants to get us on iTunes, Peanut Gallery. The Peanut Gallery kind of reminds me of Mr. Mime for Pokemon. A little bit. I'm feeling it. 
Good idea. But yes, uh, so folks, the expressions supporting your LGS. Supporting it. Yeah, so if, you know where a lot of these uh, expressions get coined? Uh, it's at your local game store. You'll find yeah. a specific vernacular. Even with the yes. internet spreading words like this yes. around, Thank there's you. things you say at Genuinely. one game store that you don't say at other ones. And I mean, a lot of the things that we say... We got because we watch a lot of Loading Ready Run, and those guys have some great language. Yes. But, I mean, there's some specific terms that I'm sure I've used that other folks haven't used. Oh, yeah. I learned what Nonbo is, specifically. Like, it's just the opposite of Can we a... pause for one oh, second? Oh, yeah, what's up? Can I answer this? Okay. Collected Sorceries is brought to you by Del Monte Fruitcakes. Del Monte Fruitcakes. Just eat them. And also Cliff Bars. When you need Cliff Notes, also have Cliff Bars. Ding! Actually, I can say from experience that uh, Cliff Bars and other energy bars are both great ways to stay non-hangry during a gaming tournament and also small enough to be easily hidden in pockets for venues like convention centers or game stores that don't allow you to bring in outside food. I can also confirm that neither of those actually sponsors us, just for total edification. Yes. And also, it tastes great on a cracker. That said, if you'd like to send us a case of Cliff, Cliff, uh, Cliff Bars, Cliff Bars, we'd be okay with that. Yes. Please do. Speaking of local flavor, sponsorships are open today. Jay, you want to? And now yeah. back to Magic Together. So another specific uh, terms that we say inside our group, though I'll be darned if I could draw an example out of my head right now, other than perhaps uh, the fact that if you want to say we're not going to play Magic anymore, a classic thing to do would be to say, hey, JJ, why don't you get out that Sase deck? Because no one likes playing with that. Oh, there we go. Yeah, insert name of deck that people hate playing. <laughs> insert name of deck. But I mean, there's things like that. There's there's special nicknames for specific cards that don't get other places. For example, I have a tendency to call uh, Mawu Scooby-Doo. Oh, right. Swollest Doggo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Scooby-Dooby, do you even lift, bro? There we go. And I mean, a good example would be there's unofficial names for uh, mechanics that aren't all over the place. For example, uh, a fight effect is where creatures do damage to each other. There's no official name for when a creature does dam damage to another creature. Oh, yeah. But our group uses the term punch. <laughs> punch. Well, that's just logical. All bears, straight punched. Yeah, Sounds good to me. But the card that sees the most play that does it is bite. Rabid bite, but that's not what we call it. I mean, a bite really is a punch of the mouth, if you think about it. <laughs> Biting is just punching with teeth. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh that, that's a good one. There you go. <laughs> so, like I said, if you guys want to send us any any uh, weird terms that you use that you don't think anybody else does, uh, send them to... Uh, I'm sure Ethan can put some no something in the show notes. Yes. Do we have an email address? I believe we do. Is it not collectedsorceries at gmail.com? There we go. It should be. CollectedSorceries at gmail.com. I believe it is. I'm pretty sure it is. If it's not, whoever has that email is about to get three pieces of mail they're very confused by. And inside of the week, you'll be able to do. You'll be able to say, uh, see our uh, Twitter content at, at CollectedSorceries on Twitter.com. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I finally know how to use Twitter. <laughs> Seriously, I haven't set up a Twitter for the podcast this weekend. I know. I, I'm, I'm genuinely yes. excited. I finally yeah. know how to use Twitter. I think awesome. between the three of us. It took me forever, but I'm, I'm actually getting engagement for the first time ever. I'm not think, completely alone in life. I think Help me, virtual between, people. I think between the three of us, we can kick our own asses to get that done. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. I will have you know, though, that I am highly political on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Very, very dangerously highly political. If so you maybe want, we'll keep me away from the Maybe we'll give Twitter. the Twitter to Jay's I don't know. Phone. We haven't kept me away from, like, actually recording on the podcast. That's true. I've literally called for eating the rich twice on this podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is Jay red, and does he have reach? Does he hang upside down? 
I am not, in mm-hmm. fact, a dashing robber bandit. Robber of the rich. <laughs> You're not, you're not robber of the rich? Uh, no, I, I'm fairly certain I'm more of a blue-white, but... That's true. <clears throat> Robin Hood. Robin the Hood. Yeah, all said and done, um, <laughs> this is a good time to segue over into a slightly political topic that I've had some time to think about. Yeah. Oh, I love politics. Now, all of you out there, uh, by the time <laughs> you listen to this, it's probably past when the newest experiment from Wizards of the Coast, the secret layers are available for purchase. Unless Ethan manages to edit this thing and get it up in the next 24 hours. Uh, I will probably get it up in the next 24 hours. Uh, editing, maybe not so much. But, you know. Well. I can, I can edit or be timely you, with the setup I can either I edit it or get it up in the next 24 hours. I prefer you edit out that middle part. So, we'll, we'll do that. But the point, though, is that. I can, I can make that happen. By the time you guys listen yeah. to this, that's going to be over. But I think it's important that we, as a community, have a bit of a discussion about the secret layers and what things yeah. like this are doing to our hobby. Speak to me. <clears throat> okay. Ethan, if you want to give a brief description <clears throat> yeah. of what the secret layers yeah. are and why people are interested. <laughs> yeah. So secret layers are basically a, a set from between... A, a set of between three and seven... Between one and seven. One and seven. Bitter oh, Blossom really? only contains one playable card. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, Bitter Blossom, is that's one and then four tokens. But it's one card, so continue. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. No. I... <clears throat> secret layers. The important thing uh, is you believe. Yeah. Wizard sends you X number of cardboard mm. of units and there you can only order them starting I think December second. One each uh, there's a number of them and each one will be only be available on a given day. Uh, or you could on the first day you could order all of them for like two hundred sixteen ish dollars uh, plus shipping. What a steal! Uh, but they would be available in unlimited quantities. They're cards with alternate art. Some of them foil. Some of them aren't. Uh, some of them have artists from outside of Magic the Gathering. <laughs> and they're basically... One angle is it, it, it's Hasbro breathing down Wizard's Neck to make money. By Grabthar's mm-hmm. hammer, what a savings. No, I mean, I, I kind, think, yes and no. I'd like to point out one slight fellas in what you just said there. <laughs> These artists are no longer outside Magic the Gathering, oh. as they are doing Magic the Gathering art. While Wizards of the Coast has had a tendency to go with a fairly relatively small stable of artists for their art recently, there's no reason they couldn't do more art from, you know, a wider variety of artists. Jay, go take your judge test, and we'll just get it over with. Yeah, no, and then, I, I, then I can't be mad at you. Now, Pierce described what that judge test was like, and I'm pretty sure it would gut me and wear me like a skin suit. But, mm-hmm. but could that test, then would that test be our third post? Probably, like, probably more rules I'm accurate. Right. Than I'm right. I'm Ethan. And I am the level one DCI judge test. Wearing I the skin am of the test. Jay of yay yay. I've oh, come cozy. to ruin your day. Um, okay. Now seems like a good time for a joke. <laughs> yes. Shame, um, shame none of us know any jokes. Uh, an alcoholic lawyer tries to walk past the bar, but he can't. <laughs> I fucked up that joke. No, okay, no, no, so I don't think you did. No, I did because the so, word "walking" makes it not a double entendre. Okay, so each of these secret layered drops. Second take. An alcoholic lawyer tries to pass the bar, but can't. There we go. That's the real joke. There we go. Well each of these secret layered drops is. All of them are thirty dollars for a. What I will describe as any reasonably sane person can agree with me on a shockingly small amount of card to the amount of money spent on that amount of card material. I 100% agree. And my sanity is at best questionable. Sorry, I have to CNC machine the language so it gets past the filter. Mm. Uh, And then one of those items 
is more than $30. Indeed. And if, you're, if anybody's wondering, the reason Ethan has to do this is because in day-to-day conversation, not on the podcast, I do do that thing where I correct everything he says. It's a real problem. Yeah. Either that, that or you... Either that, Pat, Pat. Either that or, or I make a mistake and you don't notice, and then we just keep going. But yeah, one of the secret layer drops is just four alternate arts of serum visions. Pay one blue, uh, draw a card, scry two. It's, it's a favorite among blue players. Uh, one of them is called OMG Kitties, and it's a bunch of cat cards uh, with, with the cat creature type. Uh, there's one called, I think it's just called Explosion Noises, which is, I believe, five different goblin cards with really unusual art, like, like kind of outside the general uh, art direction for magic. From my understanding, is... it's certainly not entirely useless, but it sounds pretty <laughs> underwhelming. Yeah, it's you pay a lot for what you get. Mm. You know, the the one that has Bitter Blossom and then the four fairy four copies of the fairy token that Bitter Blossom makes. Bitter Blossom is, is nuts, but I'm not sure why. I mean, there's one that's just a bunch of... I think it's five foil snow-covered lands from Eldraine. So, you know, snow-covered lands are canonical on Eldraine. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here, here's, here's a quick way to put this in perspective. Yeah. Um, what we're seeing here is, Ma- is Wizards of the Coast selling singles or close to it directly to players for the first time. Now, traditionally speaking, most of these sets with special alternate art and fancy things like that, like the signature spellbooks and or the From the Vaults, were sold to game stores and then sold to players. These aren't. And if you're wondering why some of them are expensive, it's because Wizards of the Coast officially never recognizes the secondary marketplace. What this means is, while the card Bitter Blossom currently sells for $34.99 used on TCG Player, they can't print them and sell them at that price without violating their policy. This seems to be a way to get around it, because they can sell a Bitter Blossom, four tokens, and some fancy boxing material as a premium gift product, and sell them for $30 for about six cents worth of cardboard, and massively undercut uh, the single of the... Uh, oh, and, and there's no MSRP anymore, and I specifically heard from at least one person who owns a game store that they're not getting any unless they want to buy them out of pocket and then try and... You know, and, and sell them at a markup. That's the reason that I wanted to talk about yeah. this, is everyone should be in agreement that game stores themselves are the most important thing for the hobby. It's like the lifeblood. If Wizards of the Coast <laughs> stopped printing magic cards right now, yeah. people would still play magic for a good long time. Yeah. With the stock that already exists, the cards that already exist, at their local game stores. Proxies. Heck, without Wizards of the Coast to info to a enforce policies against reprints, etc., I guarantee you people would start just printing out cards they liked and playing tournaments was, that way. I was going to say, there's probably people who have the capability to print some pretty nice, you know, but facsimiles. That being said, there's there's a lot of other parts to the hobby, the secondary market and all that. But the fact is, if Wizards of the Coast disappeared, we'd still be playing Magic, at least for a little while. Yeah. But if your local game stores all disappeared, well, I'd give Magic, what, 48 hours? Mm, yeah. And then, is, then it'd just be online. Yeah, I don't I, think I Arena would last that long. Oh, sorry, no. Arena would not. Arena and online would last different amounts of time. Yeah. The, the, like, afterwards. Well, I thought, when you said online, I thought you meant, like, oh, online, sorry, yeah, not sorry, magic sorry, online. Sorry. Digital magic. Yes, digital digital magic. There's a good way to phrase that. Yeah. So, Digimagic. One of the reasons that this is, uh, this is concerning is because that secondary market we mentioned, a lot of game stores make a lot of their money on selling uh, these specialty products, and in addition to that, selling individual cards. Remember, uh, there's plenty of Magic cards that are worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And Thousands. Most game cases. stores, per necessity, have a fair stock. 
Also, they have the ability to give you a card the moment you need it before a tournament, as opposed to having to wait for one to ship in from online. Yeah. So, a lot of game stores are able to sell booster packs, etc., at a relatively low markup. The fact is, they can't afford to sell them for more than Walmart, etc. can, and Wizards doesn't exactly uh, spike the price they're selling to the big box stores. Mm. So, the, the overall profit that your local game store makes in those packs you buy isn't all that high. They're really making their money on those secondary products and the singles. And what Whatever Wizards, else they sell. But what Wizards has done with this is they're not releasing the product through game stores, and they're undercutting the singles market by effectively selling single sets or play sets of expensive cards directly to you at the sorts of markup that would make a lot of the secondary market blush. Yeah, imagine like a banner ad, you know, like hot singles in your area, and then there's like a dollar of value for you to engage, you know, with those hot singles. And you're like, I'm not interested anymore. Even you're telling me there was a joke about hot singles in your area as it relates to magic cards. I didn't think of it, and instead of saving it, you just blew it on that? I'm sorry, large dollar value. You, you, you killed my boner. <laughs> sorry. I, it's like, oh, man. There's nothing that facilitates impotence quite like capitalism. And that's kind of part of the point. We exist in a capitalist system and all that. And your local game store needs your help. And as much as it's probably too late for me to tell you all not to buy this product, and indeed, I couldn't in good conscience tell you not to, the fact is, some of these cards are pretty awesome, and encouraging Wizards of the Coast to do things, like make new versions of cards with alternate art, and for that matter, to reprint things like Bitter Blossom that, right now, the old kind of shoddy versions sell for $35. Like the ones from, what, Shadowmoor? No, we're not even talking originals, we're talking like, iconic masters reprints sell for 35 bucks at oh, the moment. Oh, jeez. That price will hopefully go down a little bit with this reprint, but... And also, it's like the classic gamer thing of, like, the, the goblin, you know, brain, like, ooh, shiny thing, versus, like, no, goblin brain, it's dumb. We're charging too much, goblin. It's, it's not that. It's the fact is that we need to be buying things from our local game stores. These guys are having enough trouble competing with groups like Walmart in terms of being able to sell bulk-sealed product, yeah. and places online. As much as I love stores like TCG Player, Card Kingdom, and, uh... Um, MTG Goldfish. Yeah, and, and, and it should be mentioned that Card Kingdom also has, I think, two physical stores. Yes, to but, continue. Yeah, to continue. As much as I love all of those products, if I buy product from them, that doesn't support the place where I go to play games. Yeah. And yes, you're right. Card Kingdom and a lot of these places do have a couple physical locations. But when I buy $200 worth of cards from Card Kingdom, the place where I go to play games... Don't local, say local game Local game store, store number one... Doesn't uh, that doesn't help them pay their overhead? Yeah. So what I'm trying to say, guys, is that at the moment our game stores really need us to support them because it looks like Wizards of the Coast isn't really interested in doing so anymore. So like it's like you want to support your local game store, and on the other side you're like, is it okay to do that because you're worried about con encouraging the high price behavior from? No, I'm not wizards. Yeah. I'm not worried about uh, or supporting our local game store at all. Yeah. Buying this product doesn't support your local game store. I'm suggesting people go out and do so. Yeah, okay. It's go to your local game store. I guess I don't mean this do product. It. I mean like a commander, like the commander, or the brawl decks are a little bit easier sell buying them at your local game yeah, store. Now, don't get me wrong. If your local game store has a product that is being sold at Walmart, what have you, and they're marking them up 50%, like, you want, they want to sell a Brawl deck for 50 bucks because they know the resale value on the cards. You don't have to support them. But the next time you're thinking about getting a signal or you want to get somebody a gift pack, 
maybe pay two yeah. or three extra bucks and get it from yon brick and mortar store yeah mm-hmm. good advice good advice that one of the three of us is about to look very hypocritical on in the next week no spoilers <laughs> more than one of us <laughs> more than one of us yeah whoops <laughs> Yeah, cut to us a week later sitting on our, you know, thrones made of, you know, foils and, you know, exclusive cards and like, this is dumb. I hate it. I hate it. I hate this set. Damn it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The fact is we could spend, uh, we could record hours of audio and spill oceans worth of ink complaining about the things that Wizards of the Coast has done recently and or saying how great it is. It's this sort of conversation is part of what makes the uh, community as much fun as it is. Yes. Speaking of conversation, oh. the community. Oh, yes. you have some relevant shit to spit. Uh, Magic spitting yes. relevant shit. Yes, I featuring Ethan. Can you, can on you pull that up? <laughs> yes, can you pull up for me? Pulling up file, <laughs> master. Draft deck, which is a let's see, wh- uh, uh, white, red, black uh, knights. Uh, and I, I have the de- the deck list up on the website. Uh, a Rube Goldbergian disappointment dot deck, <laughs> and it's got uh, three brimstone trebuchets. It has a a murderous rider. It has uh, Torbran. It has was it? oh uh, Circera, Torbran, murderous rider. Uh, blow your house down. Did you find it? Pardon oh, me, which Captain. Which Mist- Form card are you looking for? Yes, uh, which one? Because there's 12 of them. The first one? There's 12 of them. Even. 12 of them. Oh, well, no. The, okay, wherein the flavor text says the first myth of reality. Uh, first myth of I think there's there's a cycle of five from it's either Legions or Scourge. <laughs> See, Fellowship is the fourth, Trust is the fifth, Onslaught, they're the ones from Onslaught. Onslaught, okay. Uh, Dreamer's the second. Uh, Dreamer, familiarity. familiarity? Okay, go ahead. You want to spit it? Familiarity, the first myth of reality. What you know best, you observe the least. There we go. Thank, thank you, uh, disembodied narrator. Yeah, how the hell did that guy get in here? Ah, it's quite profound. But is it as profound as the second one? Uh, do we want to save the second one? Uh, I don't know. We could have a competition right now. Which one's the better one? The first one or the second one? I'm advocating for the second one. Okay, tell Mist you for Dreamer. Devotion, the second myth of reality. The faithful are most hurt by objects of their faith. There we go. Ooh. Yeah. Ah, damn, that's a take. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I read that. And and I was like, that seems... Yeah, and mm. this set is almost 20 years old. I think, I think I've got one that I think uh, also, also might uh, be worthwhile. If a little bit more cynical than my personal outlook, the misformed math, fifth in the cycle... Oh, mask? Mask is trust, the fifth myth of reality. Every truth holds the seed of betrayal. Yeah, and that is so true. You want to save the other two for... Put that on my tombstone. Yeah, yeah. Misformed mask, flavor text. All right, I still prefer pepperoni and cheese, but hey. Oh. (laughs) One of your favorite movies, right, Roy? Uh, Tombstone? Hell yeah! It's got everybody! Cowboys. It's got Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Mary Sam Poppins. Yeah, you have Sam Elliott. It's got Sam Elliott. It's got Bill Paxton. <laughs> it's got everything I need then. It's got Kurt Russell. It's got oh, Val Kilmer in his best role. I had to think for a second. because I, 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 I really, really like Batman Forever, but I'm not even going to go that far. 
Even I won't go that far. Oh, man. And also, I, I as bizarre as it is, I really like the Doors movie. Val oh, Kilmer is actually quite an excellent Yeah, actor. thumbs up. He is indeed. But, thumbs up from the peanut gallery on but, Batman. But Tombstone. Tombstone is his best performance that I'm aware of. And oh, my God. That man. I oh want to be that goodness. man when I grow up. Oh, my damn. Mm. Oh, my goodness. He's oh going ham. Damn. He inspired me to grow up and gamble and die from tuberculosis. Ooh, nice. Yeah. One of them old-timey diseases. Yeah, yeah. right? Man. Mm-hmm. But we're not doing vaccines anymore, so it's possible. There's no vaccines. You say we. I know. <laughs> I know. And Penicillin. And like a, like uh, tuberculosis, another disease that there's no vaccination for is following, liking, subscribing, and otherwise tuning in to the next episode. Collected, collected sorceries. <laughs> there's no cure for stupid. But you can manage it by supporting our podcast. This week, we'll be taking donations entirely in the form of boxes of Cliff Bars. <laughs> Cl- cliff Bars and Eldrain Boosters. Yeah, cliff Bar. <laughs> cliff from Cheers. <laughs> the cliff, cliff Robertson. The Cliff Clavin Bar. Ben. Cliff Hanger. The Cliff Clavin Bar from Cheers. One of my you favorite quotes eat. from Bowfinger. The audience has to know that his name is Cliff and he's on a cliff. It's too cerebral. We're making a movie here, not a film. <laughs> oh, We're man. We're making a podcast here. Not Tell us movie. who your favorite Cliff is. Uh, fair enough. Uh, next week on Collected Sorceries, a draft deck list. Uh, seriously. For real. Hmm. Serious we. Seriously, guys. And uh, we might also have some discussion on the philosophy of magic as applies to which of the famous Greek philosophers I think fits best into which color. Socrates. Yes. <laughs> yes. And also, I highly suspect, whether it gets involved or not, that Ethan's birthday is coming up, and that <laughs> might involve things that are tangentially related. Yes. Uh, I was going to say, um, uh, Jay, you're now locked into being on the show next week because I, I, I can't, if I do that without you, it's going to... It's going to be tough. I'm just saying, you're going to be real surprised where I put Diogenes. Is my hair going to like stand straight up and turn gold? And is gravel going to appear from nowhere and start floating? No, but I might go running around with a plucked chicken. Behold, <laughs> here is man. Behold! What's the scouter say about his, about his humanity? Behold! What's the scouter say about this chicken? It's a human! It can only be calculated by Pythagoras. What you talking about, Pythagoras? Boo! Ew it, ew it! I want beans. Mm. You want to take us out? That's been Collected Sorceries, a Magic the Gathering podcast. Please like, subscribe, eat Cliff Bars, and join us next week. Have a lovely evening.